I knew I wanted to be with you. And so I was like to my mom, even if we end up living in a really tiny house, I know that I want to spend my life with him. Even from the beginning, like you were so driven to do whatever you wanted to do. I just knew whatever we were meant to be was what was going to happen. You want to hold hands? Yeah, I'm not good at PDA, <laughs> so I'm going to not do that. Oh my God, um, you rejected on camera. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Welcome to On Purpose. My name is Jay Shetty, and I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm all about creating a community of purposeful people, people who want to find their purpose and serve others through it. I'm so excited to share my first ever episode with you. Thank you for being here. I hope you've subscribed, rated, and reviewed. It would mean so much to me. I wanted this podcast to be personal, honest, and vulnerable. So I'm starting off by introducing you to my wife. She's my purpose partner and has stood by me through everything. You will find out about how we met, what makes us click, and also our challenges and how we've overcome them. I also share some really key principles of relationships to help you with your own. Around halfway in, we also play a game to show you how well we know each other or don't. We're two very different people who have created something special together. I'm so excited to share this as my first ever episode. Again, make sure you've subscribed, rated and reviewed and enjoy the show. This, my name's Radhi and I'm Jay's sister. <laughs> You're definitely not my sister. Yeah, I know, but that's why one thinks. We're so. not related at all. No, we always have to say that. We have nothing related about us no. whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do an intro because it's the way we do the show. So which one's my camera, that one? This one. Yes. Mm. So... <laughs> Our first guest on the show is the number one person in my life. She's a vegan recipe developer, a plant-based dietitian, and an Ayurveda enthusiast. Her hilarious, fun, and entertaining videos steal our hearts every single week on Instagram, and her recipes make our mouth water. My first guest is none other than my wife, my love, my everything, my soul, Radhi Devlukia Shetty. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love you. That was a nice intro. Thanks for I doing didn't this pay him me. to say that or make him food to say that. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks. I'm thanks so for having glad. me as your first guest. I'm I excited. Know. I'm so what glad. are we going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so as you're going to find, one of the first things people always ask us wherever we are is if we're brother and sister. Yeah, that happens all the time. Even if we're like holding hands or walking in a couple way, people will be like, hey, are you guys brother and sister? Are you related? And we're like, is, would that not be really weird right now if we were related? Yeah, but, when um, holding hands, when you're like lying on my shoulder when on we're on a the plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> But um, definitely, definitely not related. No, no. relation. The, In any the, way. the eyes are not exactly the same color either. No. So, but but anyway, so <laughs> it's never easy to prepare for a conversation with your own wife. <laughs> so what we did is that we asked some of our friends to make a list of topics that we thought would be most interesting for all of you to hear us talk about. Yeah. So we're gonna go down the list. So the first thing that our friends thought we should talk about is how did we meet. Okay, so how did we meet? Do you want to tell the story? No, you tell it. No, it's okay. You can tell better. Okay, I'll tell it. Okay, yeah, you tell it. <laughs> okay, so the first time I actually met Ravi was before I became a monk. And I met her very briefly. I thought she was beautiful and, and, and attractive, but I didn't really think anything of it. Like I just, 
I genuinely just was so focused on what I was doing at life at that time. And I was so spiritually inclined and spiritually focused that I, I literally didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And my mom introduced me to you. Yes. So yeah. I should tell that story. <laughs> yeah. So actually I met Radhi's mom even before I met her. Yeah. And so I was training to become a monk and I met Radhi's mom and I was asked to show her how to do a particular uh, service at the temple. So I had to take her around, etc. Now, the incredible thing about this is that that is the only time you ever while <laughs> I was there that I was ever asked to show yeah. another person how to do this service. So the one day that I had to show <laughs> someone how to do this particular service, this voluntary service at the temple, it was, was the mama. one day that her mom turned up. <laughs> and at that time, I didn't know she had a daughter. I didn't know anything about this lady. I was like, oh, she's around my mom's age. And and she was she was wonderful and, and we got along, but I was just showing her what to do and then literally didn't speak to her. No. And then my mom wanted me to get more involved in, um, and I really wanted to get more involved in um, like the spiritual side of my life. And so she met him and wanted me to um, get introduced to the youth community there. And so she passed on my number to you, but you passed it on to your sister. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I passed it on to my sister. I was like, no, I need to stay focused, do my thing. And my sister's very spiritually inclined too. Big shout out to Amy. And... <laughs> And then, yeah, and then you guys got connected and you became friends. Yeah. And actually at that point, my mom had said to me, oh, you know, I met this really nice, um, really nice guy at the temple. And she was like to me, oh, after I met him, I prayed and I was like, oh, I hope my daughter meets somebody like this. I know he's going to be a monk, but I hope she meets someone that's like this because he seems really nice. Little did he know what was going to happen. <laughs> Gone. And then, um, and then what happened? He became a monk. Mm -hmm. I heard you speak. Oh, I heard him speak all the time because he used to do lots of um, youth programs or university talks. And so, Sessions on philosophy, meditation. Yeah, philosophy, meditation. And I was just like, oh my gosh, he's such an incredible speaker. And the way that he um, makes such incredible wisdom so relevant to us who are like young teenagers or... Yeah, yeah, not a young you teenagers. You were a teenager. I was a teenager. I was still a teenager. No, you were not No, you were No way. <laughs> How old was I? One thing you're going to realize. Yeah, I'm so bad at time. I'm, I'm so... the one who remembers all the dates. I'm like. I'm the one who remembers everything. Yeah, I don't remember anything. I barely remember things happened like two years ago. Um, so no, I wasn't a teenager. I was out of university, which feels like a long time ago. So I was in my 20s. And uh, yeah, I saw him speak. And I just thought it was so incredible how he was able to articulate such, yeah, such deep wisdom in a way that was so relevant to people who were so young and and probably wouldn't have been so interested in reading a book about it and so I was in awe of him and he also looked really cool he had like a bald head he didn't look like the type of person who was going to be speaking about these things he had like tattoos and a bald head but then he was in robes and I was like this is really really cool but weird at the same time <laughs> <laughs> you're so strange yeah <laughs> and and then it was then when I left being a monk which is a whole story in itself we can talk about that another day when I, when I left being a monk, her and my sister were really, really close. Yeah. And me and my sister are really, really close. I trust my sister. She's one of my best friends. And I sat down with her one day and she said, well, you know what? Radhi likes someone. And, and I was just like, oh, who? And I was thinking she was going to say some other person's name. <laughs> and she's like, she really likes you. And I was like, oh, I, I really like her. Like, I'd love to get to know her better. And we'd, we'd interacted, we'd had, we'd got yeah. to know each other a bit better because we'd organized charity events together, et cetera. Yeah, and so I'd seen her 
not in the role of being a girlfriend, obviously, or someone that I was dating. I'd seen her interact with other people, mm-hmm. other other humans, uh, inside a project management organization, organizing events. So I'd seen her personality and like observed how she behaved around certain people, how she had talked to people, how she interacted with people. And and based on all those things, I, I thought she was a great person. So when my sister told me that, I was, I was secretly quite happy as well. And I always heard about him through his sister and his sister would talk about him with so much love and affection. And he treats her like she's his baby, no matter how old she gets, she's literally like his baby. And I used to see like conversations between them. I used to be like, oh my gosh, she's so sweet. Like he's so sweet, even though he's yeah, he's gone off being a monk, but he was still really, really caring and loving towards towards his sister and his family. And then, yeah, I had told her that I liked him before before uh, he knew about it or before you'd probably even thought about it. Yeah. yeah. So, then, <laughs> so then that was it, really. That's how we met. We almost met before I became a monk. Barely, well, we hadn't really had conversations. Et cetera. Yeah, never yeah. had conversations, never, had never conversations. spoke, but but had just seen each other in our own elements. Yeah. And then when I left left being a monk later that year, we we started going out. And so that was around the, towards the end of 2013. And then it just went really fast. We both, we both kind of, as soon as we spoke about it, we both knew that we wanted to be with each other and we were really certain about it. And it could have gone really wrong, but we were like, <laughs> we could have both been really crazy, um, but it ended up just working out. We both really had kind of understood each other just by observing one another, I guess. There were a few surprises, I'm sure, but um, we, yeah, we got along straight away and we were both pretty much went from, yeah, I really like you to, yeah, I love you in like a day. And then it was like, yeah, we want to get married in like a week. Yeah. Um, as in we didn't get married in a week, but we wanted to, we said we wanted to get married eventually in a week after that. And then we ended up spending a lot of time at each other's homes, right? He was spending a lot of time at my house for ages. Um, I mean, that's pretty much where I took him to have all of our dates because I loved being around my family. And I was like, best of both worlds. I can be around the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with and the people that I've spent most of my life with. Um, and so, yeah, most of our dates would would involve my parents <laughs> um, and my sister and my brother-in-law at the time. And so we got to know each other kind of in our own environments as well really fast, which I think helped us fast forward a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I remember that my sister gave me like an action plan. She's like, this is what you're going to get along on. This yeah. is what you're going to struggle with. <laughs> oh, and yeah. This is going to be a challenges. And, and, and I definitely owe it to her to bring us together. Like yeah, I think I, she I was a huge agree. part of she was. us being together, my sister, definitely. And, and she was like, she, because she knows me so well, and I feel she got to know you well definitely. as well. She was just like, this is what you guys are going to agree on. This is what you're <laughs> not going to agree on. This, you know, and it was just, it was so nice to have that. Yeah. Because you could go into a relationship having more understanding of the other person. Can I just say one of the things she said that we wouldn't get along on is Bollywood because I loved Bollywood songs and films at the time. But you, you like a good Bollywood song. Questionable. Once in a while. Questionable. Yeah, questionable. <laughs> but no, I, I decided to get over that. Yeah. Like, and and you, you barely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've got to go over still it. still have a love for it. Love yeah. It. But yeah, we spent a lot of time in each other's parents' homes and with we our did, families, yeah. which was great because you got to be yourself. I used to love what your mom used to tell you. My mom was over. so funny. So obviously, like it was a person to her that was, you know, we were dating. And so usually you would put in a lot of effort in the way that you dress and doing your hair when you, the person you're dating comes over. But yeah, I would literally be in the same clothes that I was wearing like the whole day, which was pretty much like pajama bottoms and and a really scruffy top. And my mom would be like, do you not want to maybe, you know, put a different top on or you don't want to change your trousers? I was like, no, mom, if he can't 
love me in what I'm wearing right now, which is what he's probably going to see me in for the rest of his life, then it's just not meant to be. Okay. We have, like, he has to love me for, and she went, okay, but you could try, you know, a little bit. <laughs> I was like, no. And, and it she, worked, so. And, yeah. <laughs> and she's so beautiful and cute. Like, even when she's dressed all hobo chic, I'm just like, I love it, you know. And and it's quite nice, actually. Like, if I I genuinely believe this. Like, I rarely see her with makeup on. Yes, And so, like, it's it's fun when you, when you fall in love with someone based on who they are and their personality and their energy and all of that beauty shines through. So, yeah, I love you. So that leads us nicely on to the next point okay. that our friends wanted to discuss, <laughs> which is what's the key to starting off a relationship well? What's the key to starting Like what's off the key to starting well? it off well? So one thing for me was, was this, that because we didn't see each other in dating environments yeah. a lot, I feel like dating environments put this pressure of being in an interview. So mm -hmm. I compare dates to interviews. It's almost like you have to put your best foot forward. You wear your best clothes. You try and say all the best things. And even if it's not the best, actually, it's us trying to be right. And that's what we do in interviews. When you go and interview for a job, it's like you want to be the right fit. For that person. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens in a dating scenario. Like you're sitting opposite a desk, just like you do in an interview. Mm -hmm. And then someone's asking you a question and you're like, okay, well, what do I have to say to make them like me or to say the right thing? Yeah. Whereas we didn't really get to do that. And I'm not saying that that was a conscious choice, but now when I look back at it and I reflect on it and introspect on it, I'm like, we didn't really get an opportunity no. to date in that sense. And that means that I got exposed to the real her either by seeing her in a charity organization, seeing her in a real life scenario, how does she treat normal people and then how she is with her family. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's the best view you can get of someone. And so when I look at that in terms of giving advice or tips or whatever, my recommendation is be around people that you're thinking about being with in an environment where they're just being themselves. Yeah. Because chances are, if you like them the way they are when they are with other people, then you're likely to love them when they're with you too. Yeah. And so often we only see people that we are considering being romantic with or dating with, et cetera. We only see them in dates and dinners and movie nights and whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you seeing, and also seeing people with the people that they're closest to, because you can't really fake it with the people that you're closest to. I mm. mean, and if you can, you could do it for a really short period of time. And you also end up seeing them being probably at their worst and at their best, because you can be the most loving to your family, but you can also be the worst person towards your family because they're the ones that accept it. And so, yeah, I feel like you get a good image of who the person is through, through interacting with them that way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Good point. Thanks. Nicely said. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is, so when we first got together, I'd left being a monk probably like seven months before. So it'd been like yeah. a seven month gap. And I didn't have a job. Mm -mm. I, had, oh, yeah. I had no job. I had no money. No. Nope. I was getting <laughs> rejected left, right and center from every single place that I was applying to yeah. because I'd been a monk for three years. And no one wanted to hire someone who had monk written on their resume. Mm -hmm. Like no one's like, oh yeah, I would love your transferable skills. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what do you know? And so, oh, you can meditate for four hours. Great. We need that in our organization. So it was just, there was no, I had nothing really. Yeah. And that's a great way to start dating someone because I remember I used to save up. So I used to like try and work part time oh, yeah. and I was doing everything I could. You were so tutoring. I, I was tutoring. So yeah. I would like. I would be tutoring young people for their exams or university exams, et cetera. And I would, I would be making like, you know, 15 pounds an hour or whatever it was. And I remember I'd save up so I could take her out on a date at the yeah. end of the month and so that we could do something fun. 
And I loved that because I met her at a time when when I had nothing and she accepted me for it. Yeah. And I love her for that. And also her, her parents were always really cool about it. So yeah. sometimes that can be a big pressure from parents and expectations, but her parents were really cool about it. They never made me feel uncomfortable about it or anything. And my parents obviously were very comfortable with me. They were just like, follow your heart, do what's right for you. Very, very encouraging. And I'm, I'm not, I don't come from a well-off background at all or anything. So it's not that I had a backup plan, but my parents were still very, very encouraging and supportive. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 that was never uh, in my mind, to be honest. I was, I knew I wanted to be with you. And so I was like to my mom, I, even if we end up living in a really tiny house, just by like near the temple that I used to go to. And just, I know that I want to spend my life with him. So whatever it ends up being, and you were really, really, enthusiastic and you're so much purpose and even from the beginning like you were so driven to do whatever you wanted to do I didn't know what that was at the time but you were so driven that I just knew whatever it was whatever we were meant to be was what was going to happen and so and I knew you would never you were always like going to be there to take care of me and I felt that from the beginning like I always felt supported you want to hold hands yeah I'm not good at PDA <laughs> so I'm gonna not do that oh my god um, you're on camera <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was, <laughs> it was, it was really nice. And I feel like he had a lot of the qualities that I always felt, I would always grow up saying, oh, I really want a husband that was like my dad. Like I love my dad. And he was always someone that I felt very protected and supported by. And so I definitely now looking back at it, I felt those qualities in him as I got to know him. And so I thought, yeah, that was, that was nice. And my parents, yeah, my parents, my parents didn't carry that. I always thought it would be, you know, you always think in Indian families, that's going to be an issue. But they loved him from the start. He's got really good. I don't know whether you guys have noticed, but he's got a really good way of saying things and and winning people over by his words. So um, real though. I know that's why it's genuine and it's sweet. <laughs> so from those interactions, I think my parents trusted him very easily as well. Um, yeah, I really get along with your parents. I know so, they are yeah. the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, another thing I think that's really important at the start of a relationship is self awareness and setting expectations. So I feel that having done the work as a monk. And having been through that experience myself, I'd gained so much self-awareness. So mm. I was really aware of what type of partner I needed in my life. I was really aware of what I needed in my life to flourish, to thrive. Yeah. And so when I met someone, it was very easy and simple for me to communicate my expectations to her yeah. and be like, I, I remember one of the things I said, and, yeah. and this is not <laughs> offensive at all. It's, it's genuinely how I felt at the time. And I said that if you want a husband who goes to Ikea on the weekends and, and to the cinema, like, I'm not that guy. And I didn't mean that as a bad thing if anyone is that. What I meant that as is I want to be someone who lives a life of purpose and I want my life to be about service and I want my life to have an impact on people's lives. And I need a partner that's going to understand that, embrace that and roll with that as well and wants to live not a normal life because that wasn't going to work for me if I really wanted to have an impact, if I really wanted to make a difference, if I really wanted to serve. And so that wasn't an ego thing. It wasn't me thinking I'm I'm better or above or special. It was me saying, this is a priority for me mm -hmm. and I don't need it to be your priority, but I need you to understand it to be mine. And I think this is really important that we should feel that if we're genuinely committed to something, when you make someone aware and same back from her side too, like when she, and she'll share hers, but when she's made me aware of what her priorities are and what's important to her, mm. you start respecting what's important to the other person rather than expecting them to trade theirs. 
right? And yeah. that's usually what happens in relationships in the beginning is instead of showing respect for the other people's passion, you expect them to change their passion for yours mm. or compromise and be excited about your stuff. And, and I don't think that that's the right way. I think it's us being clear about ourselves communicating that and then respecting what the other person communicates. Now, I think we discussed that really early on, actually. Yeah, for and sure. just to be clear, he has come to IKEA with me on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and movies too. Yeah, and movies too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I understood the, the point of it. And I remember at that time when he was really pushing for what he wanted to do, he was very, very busy. And so there were certain things. I mean, he spent a lot of time with me and my family, but we had just agreed that, look, if there was extended things that I had to go to because with families, it's always other things that you have to go to, like family, friends or relatives' houses for every event possible. And if that happened, then I knew that I was okay with him not coming to them. And I said that to him from the beginning. You're that amazing as well for doing If that. you need to go and do something which is, I know for you, more important, not because for, for the purpose that you want to live, then I totally understand that comes above you just coming to another party, which people are not probably going to remember. Like it's it's okay. And I think that was really, actually really important for us because you can always hear what other people say, like family members or friends or whatever will always have a different opinion. And so as long as you feel like you have discussed it and you really understand that person's point of view, then you don't feel kind of, it doesn't rub off on you when people say things because you understand it deeply. Whereas if you don't, then I think it's really easy to get swayed by other people's view of life or other people's way of relationships or whatever it is. Like you can get, that can rub off on you very easily. But if you really understand that person and why they're doing it, I think that can make a big difference to you supporting them in why they're, why they're doing it. Oh my God, this, <laughs> this holding hands thing. And we had, and we had to, you know, realize... And I really appreciated that from her. Like I, I really valued that because it wasn't about seeing something as less. It was about seeing something as a priority for me. Yeah. And, and having someone who understood that and trusted mm -hmm. me and, and allow me to have that space strengthened us. And yeah. we also very quickly became our, we became a team. Yeah. So when it came <laughs> to our families or like demands and for anyone who's from an Asian family or an Indian family knows that it's a big deal it's a big deal yeah. <laughs> like family is a big deal and yeah. he gets very involved in a relationship and I remember saying to her really early on I was like it's me and you like we're a team yeah. like it's us and and we have to think like that because we've got to wake up next to each other every single day mm -hmm. of our lives we've got to go to sleep together with each other every day of our lives we've got to be in each other's face and space every single day of each other of our mm -hmm. lives so it's it's us we have to be a team yeah. and and then very quickly like I found that when, when it was anything to do with my family or my commitments, et cetera, then I would have her back. And yeah. then whenever she was anywhere and it was about me, she would have my back. And that built like a really strong bond early on yeah, for us. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And even if we wanted to discuss it between us and we had a different opinion to the other person, at least to the like people that we were speaking to, if we had each other's back, the other person felt supported and, and comforted by that. Whereas I feel if you're... Yeah, you, it's just so hard to fight that battle between between the person that you love and like the people that you've, you've spent your whole life with. But I think when you know you're going to, when you understand the reason behind it, I just, yeah, I keep coming back to that, but I really think it makes such a difference. Third topic that our friends want us to discuss is love languages. And, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and realizing and recognizing our own love languages and the love languages of someone else. So if you don't know what the love languages are, it's a great book by Gary Chapman. I've made lots of videos on it. There are five love languages. Mm -hmm. They are quality time, touch, 
words of affirmation, acts of service, and gifts. So all of us have multiple love languages, but we have a priority, a hierarchy order, <laughs> and we both mostly value one or two as our top love languages, and everyone has them. So you can think about yours as well. I remember earlier on in our relationship when we were talking about spending time with each other's family or even each other, uh, you said something to me which has stuck with me for a really long time, till now. Um, now. No, it was really good. He was saying how you know, we can spend so much quantity of time with people and it can be spent doing so many different things. You're with each other, but you're actually doing like, okay, you're watching a film or you're on your phones or you're spending the whole day together, but how much are you actually interacting with each other? And so I really loved that he would always choose quality time over necessarily, over like quantity. So even if he's spending a short amount of time with me or my family or my friends, he would always make sure he's got, like they've got his full attention. Like, he would really make them feel and he genuinely felt that way that he was investing his full self into that moment and I think that made makes such a difference and I never understood that at the time because it was always like you know when you're spending time with family it's just family time but it really made me think about how I spend time with people rather than the amount of time I spend time with people and as I've seen you do that while we've been together I just think I've noticed how much people appreciate your full attention and how deeply you connect to them even in such a short space of time whereas I've been like the type of person who can spend an hour with someone and my mind can be somewhere else and it's it's, it's a training though no, it is it's a training thing definitely and I've learned that from you but it's an incredible quality to have to be able to invest your full self into a conversation or a person and that's why like he it's actually really annoying but he remembers everything like he remembers everybody's name everything I said like five weeks ago everything I was wearing like it's an amazing quality but it can also be very annoying because I don't have that memory so he's like no you said this like three weeks ago it's like no I didn't but I don't have like a book that I write things down in so I have to take his word for it but yeah five almonds a day guys five Five almonds yes as my mom would tell me. But no, I thank you. I really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I remember really that kind, from but, quality time. And this is where it comes to using your skills and talents. Like she'd mm. always make an effort to like cook amazing stuff for my family. I remember when you made my sister a minion cake oh, yeah. for her birthday. That took me a day and a half. <laughs> and it looked but it was epic. so worth it. Like it looked so yeah. good. Like it, and I love minions too. So it was it was so cute. And and my mum still remembers the first tort you ever made. When I first came over. It over. When you yeah. first came over. And it's just, it's those things. So you know, using your talents, using your skills and, and people appreciate that even more than like taking a week or taking time, like she's saying, like quantity, but the, the quality of a thought, yeah, right? Even when people say like, it's the thought that counts, it's not, it's the quality of the thought that counts. Mm. Like that's, that's where we make an impact in people's lives. And so back, going back to love languages. So this was an interesting lesson for me in relationships. It took a while for us to get there. Yeah. It definitely took a while. It did. And we got it really wrong yeah. for a long time. Like it was, yeah, it was definitely been a journey for sure. Because you always end up trying to give the person what you want. Like it's it's such a natural She's thing. My points. Oh, sorry. Girl. No, 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 no. I forgot it's your show. <laughs> no, it's your um, show. Yeah, no, no. I was just saying that it's so I'm just thinking about it back because I'm thinking about all the things I got wrong. But it's so easy to always want to give other people what you love receiving or what you love doing for that person like and I feel like your love languages can be different in what you like giving to other people and what you like receiving from other people I love cooking for people and I really appreciate a good meal but I wouldn't necessarily say that that's my way of showing love it's not necessarily my way that I feel love given to me and yeah I think it took a lot of trial and error yeah 
it was a serious experiment going on for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. Until... And, she, and she's holding back right now, but literally Ravi <laughs> is hilarious. Like she's, she's the funniest person I know. She makes me laugh the most. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous right and, now. And when I, yeah, and she's, she's yeah. getting into it. She's getting into it. You just need to go find some stories on Instagram. But when I, when I first met her and when you see her, you're like, oh, she's an elegant, oh, yeah. you know, elegant, this. graceful young woman. And, and I was just like, and I was just like, okay, so maybe she likes like, like oh, grand yeah. gestures and elegant posh places. Like that's what I thought. And this just shows us how a, the media makes us assume what people like, or we, based on how someone appears, we assume what they like. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. I got it completely wrong. And <laughs> I remember organizing our first date. We went to watch a theater show, which was actually really fun. And then we went to this restaurant that I booked. And this restaurant's called La Canda Locatelli. Which he must have like tutored for about a month to afford that Liter one that day time. date, yeah, literally. Yeah, it was expensive. And this restaurant is like highly in demand, like... David Beckham goes there and it's it's one of these like you know very posh very grand restaurant and I thought that's what I needed to do and I was totally wrong <laughs> like we sat there she looks so uninterested in this space and, he, and I had to wear heels and I don't wear heels yeah. like literally it was like I was in a dress I wouldn't normally wear because I thought that's what he wanted so I was literally in like a dress that like a really girly dress which I wouldn't normally wear and heels which I normally wouldn't wear and so we were both sitting in this restaurant <laughs> And I was really hungry at the end of it. And I said to him at the end, I was like, look, even if you just take me on a walk in a really good supermarket, or what do they call it here? Grocery store? Yeah, super, Grocery yeah. store, supermarket. I was like, that is like the most epic date you could take me on. Get me a few treats from like the, from the shelves. We'll go down the gluten-free vegan aisle. That would be the best date. And so after that, I think you kind of started understanding. I think I still got it wrong a, yeah, few, yeah, times. Yeah, a few times. I think yeah. I, it was just, <laughs> and this is my point. Like we all get stuff wrong because of, previous experiences, the media, what we think, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I just kept, I got it wrong for a while because I just kept thinking. Of it. And then I was like, okay, she likes food. Okay, let's, then I, then I had a moment where it's like, <laughs> oh, she likes food. So then all I did was buy her cards with food puns and food jokes. Which I really liked. And then yeah. we only went to like food places good. for all our dates. So I was starting to get closer. You did. You took me on a, a date where we went cooking at like a oh, Jamie Oliver thing. Yeah, that was really That good. was fun. Oh, yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, you did good. You did good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did take a lot. And even when I was, and he's a gifts person. Yeah. So I'm gifts and words of affirmation. And I think I'm definitely words of affirmation and and quality time, maybe? Yeah, yeah quality so. time. I'm not so much of a gift person. I don't think I ever really have been. Even like on my birthdays and stuff, like all I really remember growing up is my dad would just take a day off and spend that time with me. And I used to just love that aspect of it rather than the gifts. I do like gifts, but they're just not my main thing. So I was trying to buy a gift for you and he wanted like an iPad type thing. No, I wanted an you iPad. Want, okay, fine. <laughs> I thought he wanted an iPad type thing. And so I was like looking you around. You thought I wanted a tablet. I thought he wanted a tablet. And so I was literally looking around for the best spec and like really, really good like details of whatever was good and also good pricing. Because price. obviously like a good bargain is, is you need that if you're Indian. Gujarati, like. um, yeah, if you're Gujarati, you need a good bargain. And so I was looking around and I found this amazing Asus tablet. What is Asus? And Asus is a good brand, everybody. And so I thought, look, this looks like a really good one. Let me buy it. Got it, packed it up, gave it to him. I have never seen disappointment like so bad in my life from opening a gift because when he says he wants an like a tablet, he wanted an iPad. And so I learned that he likes really like good quality, expensive <laughs> gifts, yes. which I probably still haven't got. Now, no, I, now but, I just tell him but, to buy his own gifts. <laughs> but last year, 
she organized the most incredible oh, yeah. surprise birthday party. So I've loved surprises. And this is another thing about our childhood, et cetera. So I've loved surprises since I was a kid yeah. because my mum would always surprise me on yeah. my birthday. And so I'd really encourage you to reflect on where your preferences and priorities come and from. things that you love get like, where does that come from? So for me, my love for surprises in life and in everything comes from my mum surprising me on my birthday. Yeah. And I've never... As you grow up, surprises become harder and harder to do for people. Mm -hmm. And last year, she organized the most epic birthday surprise ever. So it happened two months after my birthday. So I was not <laughs> expecting it at all. She told me she was like cooking and catering for a friend's event. So she was cooking this whole week, like working so hard on all of this stuff. And I was just like, how important is this friend? Because <laughs> she was going through extreme lengths. And I was like, wow, like she's really dedicated to this friend. And I, that was cool. Like I appreciated it. And I was like, I love seeing her in her element and loving cooking for someone that she loves. And that was beautiful. And then I think I'm going to an event with my manager and my team the same night. So I'm like, oh, sorry, I won't be able to make it to your event, etc. Like <laughs> I've got this, you've got that. Have fun. Like I hope it goes really, really well. And then I turn up, I open the door to this event and it's like, all of my friends from LA, like everyone that I love, yeah. everyone that really loves and believes in me, like they were all there. Everyone showed up. She made sure that literally every single person that I care about was there. I was like a stalker girlfriend looking through his phone at everyone that he mentioned. I'd be like, <laughs> let me find that person's number. Let me get that person's email address. <laughs> yeah. And literally it was just genuinely after my wedding, getting married to her, obviously, after that, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like it was that good. It was just amazing. Like it was the most beautiful event. It was really heartfelt, really meaningful. We had an illusionist. I love magicians and illusionists. Yeah, and you do. Had an incredible show. We had an incredible DJ playing violin to some of my favorite songs. All my favorite people were there from, from LA specifically because it was in LA. And I was just so blown away. Like genuinely, I was like speechless for the first time in my life because she'd completely outdone any expectation I could have ever had. Which was the hardest thing ever for me because it was the first time I wanted to show him that I really understood his love language. And also like the effort that goes that that you go through to make something like that happen. One, I had no idea until I actually started going through it. And usually I would get to a point where I would find like a obstacle and I'd be like, you know what? It's just, I'll just take him somewhere instead. Like, <laughs> forget it. I don't need to do this. But he puts in a lot of thought into a lot of the dates that he plans. And so I really, really wanted to show him that I like that I really understand it and like that I've observed things about him and I really notice what he loves and, and uh, appreciates. And so it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. Like it was so hard. I'm not a planner. I'm not good at organizing. I'm, I'm just, it's not, not my, like, I wouldn't say it's my top three skills. Let's just say that. But I was just so happy that I did it because, and it was genuinely like the love that I have for him is the only thing that got me through it because otherwise I would have just basically never called me for party planning. Never. I'm not a I'm so planner. blessed to have her in my life because, <laughs> and she cooked for everyone too. So I did, yeah. She cooked was, for everyone. She organized the event. There were like 80 people there. It was amazing. And and I'm so grateful to you for doing that. Like literally it was the best thing. I'm glad you could, liked it. Could have ever. Thank God. Because imagine you hated it. No, I loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. And, and yeah, it was just, it was incredible. And it just shows like we've been together now for nearly six years. Yeah. And it takes time to learn about each other. It takes time to grow each other. But the point is, are you waking up enthusiastic and energetic every day to fall in love with that person again? Like, that's the question you have to ask yourself. Like, are you looking for more reasons to get that person to 
changed for you or are you looking for more reasons to be like, no, I want us to fall more in love. I want us to learn about each other. I want to give more to you every day. I want to be better for you every day. Or are you looking for how that person can be better for you? Hmm. And if it's the other way around, then most likely that relationship's not going to last too long or it's going to be very one way. But if it's like, how can I be better for that person every single day? And it may take time and it has taken us time yeah. to, to completely understand each other more, et cetera. And we've been through a lot and I want to get to that as well. But that, you know, it takes time and it's okay. As long as you're waking up every day with that yeah. intention, with that motive, with that desire. Yeah, I definitely think it's about what you feel you're bringing to the other person rather than what you feel you can get from the other person. I think that makes such a difference because... When both people do that. Yeah, when both people do that. When you feel like, okay, well, this is what I can provide. Like, And the, I love what you say about everyone having different skills because even in a relationship, I think... I have such, we are very different in a lot of ways. In majority of the ways, we're very different. I actually say we're totally different. Yeah. yeah. And so instead of seeing that as things that are taking us apart from each other, I think we really tried to say, okay, cool. I love being in the kitchen, for example. And you're really good at doing all the math stuff to do with bills. And I really don't want to do that. And so instead of trying to be like, oh no, we should be equal in like, you know, doing this and doing that. No, let's just play to our strengths. And I think that made a huge difference because I didn't feel pressured to do things which I really don't feel comfortable doing if I had to do them I would have but thankfully we both kind of good at areas which the other person is maybe not so good at yeah. and so um we just played to our strengths and and we weren't annoyed at the other person for not being able to do those things we just understood that we have skills in different areas and we can contribute to the relationship with those skills rather than trying to be like all-rounders in all areas which yeah. doesn't work for us and and the key to that I love that and the key to that is valuing what the other person brings as equal as to you. As equal, yeah. Right? So it's like, it's not saying, oh, if your skill is different to mine, but my skill does this, like my yeah. skill fulfills this, or my skill sorts this out, like that's more important. And I think that's where it gets hard, where we either try and equalize our skills, which I agree with you is not a good idea. It's mm -hmm. good to play to your strengths. Or the opposite thing people do is they do their skill, but then they think their skill it's adds better. more value to the relationship. Mm. And I think that again, just ruins it. Like it's like you're on a team. Like when you look at a sports team, one player can't say I'm more important than the rest of the team. It's mm -hmm. a team game. And it, I'm going to try and do a food you analogy football, now. Yeah. I'm trying to give a food analogy don't now. Do like, it, don't like, no, like, let, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> okay, go on, okay. Like go on. one ingredient can't be like to the other ingredient. I'm more important than you. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's good. Yeah, yeah, because you need all of them. Unless you're right? salt. No, but still. But yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll so give you that. I'll you, give you, you that. You can't have one <laughs> ingredient that's more important than the other ingredient. And, yeah, it's and true. So, yeah, it's, it's, I totally agree. No, I'm I agree. You did, you did great. That was a great food analogy. <laughs> um, but I remember this actually because when we, I've been a housewife for a while. Like I, I stay at work from home and I'm studying and stuff. So I remember well, you work when, from home. I work from home, but yeah. I still, I, as in, yeah, I'm more of a housewife than I am working. And I love that. I love doing, I love cooking and I love doing all the things that I do do. But when we were in New York, I remember he was working at that time for Huffington Post. So he was out most of the day and he would just come back in the evening. And he would come back and I would have just finished cooking and he would always be like, oh, like, can I do anything for you? Can I wash up? Like, you've been working hard all day. And that for me was such a big thing because it's like, actually in my mind, it was like, he's been working hard all day, but he would come home and ask me if I needed a massage or if I wanted him to wash up or do anything in the house. And 
like a lot of people think that that should just be a given like oh like yeah fine. I've been doing the house stuff all day so come home and you should be washing the dishes but I just think actually if you see as that's such a sweet thing for him to have done in my eyes because he could not do that we could all just not do a lot of things but if we put in that extra bit of effort and show that person that I value you and what you're doing just as much as I value what I'm doing like people you know going to work seems like you're going out and doing the hard work, but you also saw that I was doing the washing or the cleaning or the cooking and you valued it in the same way as going to work. And I thought that was a really, yeah, that was a, that was a big thing for me. And he's, he's been like that the whole time. So I I think it's the same. I I think for me as well, like she was so good at doing that. Like she would put her heart into it. Right. It wasn't just doing it. And I think that's the point here. It's, it's not about doing the activity. It's about putting your heart into it. Like it would always be like, oh, let me, it was the, like the other day I was just like, we just got back from India. And when I'm in India, yeah. I eat doses a lot. Doses are incredible. If you know what they are, if you don't know what they are, go get a dosa. Yes. And, and I love them. And I was literally just like, I was like, I miss doses. Every day, and every the, morning. It was every like, morning. Oh, I miss having thing, an Indian breakfast. And the next breakfast. thing I know, she ordered a dosa maker <laughs> yeah. and we had doses. And it, it went just, terribly wrong, everyone. <laughs> terribly wrong. But still, I loved it. Like it was, the, yeah. it was, it was the love in it. And I think that's the same she believes in uh, cooking with devotion and seasoning with love. And for mm. me, she lives that every single day. Like that's, there's not a day when I don't feel like food is an offering of love. So then mm. you can't help but value it. Like it's not, you don't have to, it's not hard. It's not hard to value her. That's what I'm trying to say. Thanks. But yeah. This is getting a bit sweet, isn't it? I know. Why don't you change it up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving it to you to make it funny. See, see, I'm the romantic in the relationship. Yes. She's the comedy. This is always the case. Like my, his cards to me. So this is a rom-com. Yes. This I'm is the, the rom-com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His cards to me are like the sweetest, really genuine from the heart. And my cards are like funny, weird poems that are like, I really like your face. You don't know how to make cake. Like literally, those are, that is what my cards were like. I don't think, I think maybe one out of She's 15 cards were maybe somewhat like sweet and loving. But otherwise, yeah, I've always been the, the jokester and you generally are the sweet one. You are. Yeah. You are. There's a, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to live up to my romantic tag in this relationship. <laughs> I always say this to her because I mean it. And it's, uh, I don't know who said it, but it's, it's beautiful. And it said that they said. Oh no. You... <laughs> I know what he's going to say. <laughs> Everybody cue the cue the romantic music. And the tissues. And Someone the get the tissues out. Someone get Anybody the t- need someone cheese? Get the cheese board out. Yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> they said if you want her to fall in love with you, you have to make her laugh. But now every time she laughs, I'm the one who falls in love. And I'm pretty sure that's from a grime artist <laughs> no, in not. London in some sort of a rap song. <laughs> it's great though. I mean yeah. it's such a beautiful anyway. I love it is that. a really I really okay. like it. Topic number four. What's your favorite thing to do together? So our friends wanted us to discuss. This is easy. What's our favorite thing to do together? Eat. No. No, sorry, that's my favorite thing to do. Um, What's our favorite thing to do together? I had an easy answer for this. This is obviously difficult. Oh, okay. I like, um, what do we like? What do we like to do together? Mine was activities and experiences. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was like a specific one. No, like activities. Yeah, we love doing that. Like escape rooms. And we went to a virtual reality escape room that the other really day. Good. You that, yeah. uh, we went on a hike. You got a hair in your face. Oh, thanks. We go on hikes and we just love doing, yeah, experiences. You're right. Experiences and activities. Yes. We do try and do like, we've gone through the thing of where we try and go shopping together or movies and stuff, but we generally find we have a lot more fun 
when we're doing activities where we're contributing to something together. Yeah. Like one yeah. of the first dates we went on was Go Ape. And so oh, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know what Go Ape is, Go Ape is like a assault course, mm. but in the air. Yeah, so you're like so swinging around. It's like Tarzan kind of stuff. And and we loved it because yeah. it was just like, it was active. We were both doing stuff together, helping each other out. We love escape rooms, even though there are times, I think we've evolved. We've evolved. Yeah. Like the first time I went on an escape with, to an escape room with him, I was like, we are never doing this again because yeah. I'm so relaxed and, and I'm like just winning. like, oh, you know, if we win, it's fine. If we don't win, it's the like, you know, it's, we participated and that's what counts. Yeah, I'm like, no. And he's like, come on, we have to do this. Get over there. Um, um, I'm not angry. You're not angry, but you're like very enthusiastic. <laughs> and so I'm sitting on the chair. Like we're meant to be escaping a prison and I'm just sitting there with like a hammer in my hand and he's like looking around everywhere trying to search for it. He's like, why are you not helping? And then the trap door opens because she like... Yeah, and I get it right anyway, yeah, yeah, just gets, by being chilled out. So now I've realized, trust her. <laughs> so we did that recently and I trusted her. And it was good and I actually and it, got quite... You did well. Yeah. You did well. We enjoyed it. it was we did. Fun. That was but really yeah, fun. Activities and experiences, getting outdoors, yes. doing stuff together, solving puzzles, something that engages us in talking, discussing. Mm -hmm. Achieving something together is a great day. Yeah. Like achieving like something that. together when you... When we went for that cooking class, for example, like we cooked a meal together. Like that was fun and then we ate it. When you when you create together, yeah. it's such a special experience. Yeah, that's so true actually. And, and I think that more of us should find time with our other halves or even people who are dating or getting to know to, to create together. Mm -hmm. You just learn more about the person. It's so much quicker, so much easier. We've also started spending a lot of time because of how our schedules work. Sometimes we end up just spending time together where we're just catching up and talking, which actually is quite nice because yeah. we didn't used to do that. And I think that used to get us to a point where we felt like we maybe didn't know each other as well as we wanted to or understand each other as well as we wanted to. But now we we do take out time to just, yeah, like catch up and ask the other person about what's going on. Me more so than him. He used to do this anyway. But I now am asking a lot more questions and I we really try to invest our interest into the other person, which is great. Yeah. And we love meditating together. And we love going to get vegan donuts together. Yes. So, yes, that's true. So I'm going to go to meditation okay, first. Fine, yeah. But <laughs> literally when we met, I used to teach her philosophy and meditation. Yeah. And I say this all the time. She's now a better meditator than me. She's more serious. She's more focused. She's more sincere. She's more devoted. It's amazing. Like being able to have that in my life is so powerful. And that I put above Anyone bringing in conscious, spiritual intention and energy into a relationship, that's above someone bringing money. That's above someone bringing anything else. Like that's just the most powerful thing that you can bring into a relationship because it's, it's helping you eternally. It's helping you for the rest of your life. And I think it's undervalued of how much bringing positive, beautiful, spiritual energy is into a relationship. And you've been doing that since day one in our relationship. Like she literally for the first, I think first few years we were dating, she was like waking up at 4 a.m. and going to meditate with the monks every morning, right? Like with, with the community. And she did that like while she was working a job, while she was planning our wedding, while she was working at the hospital, et cetera, and all the rest of it. And so I feel that you've prioritized your spiritual practices so highly and I love you for that and it's made such a difference in our relationship and it, for me it's like what can I do to let you keep having that like what can yeah. I do to keep letting you be that light in our life because that's something that you can't buy like you can't you can't buy that anywhere you can't just make that happen anywhere and and I value that more than any other contribution and that's I learned it all gift. from him so 
I did. I learned, I actually learned it all from him. Like he, him and my mom have been like the two, and my grandma, they've been the people who have really been the key factors of spirituality in my life. And obviously my spiritual teacher too, but he has really shown me what leading a spiritual path and really focusing on it, what you can actually become from it. And I think that's a great motivation because all the qualities and everything that he is now that's positive has come from the time when he was a monk. Um, I, I think, would you agree? Uh, 100%, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I just really feel that seeing someone live it after they've really gone through an intense period of being in an intense spiritual mindset for that longer period, um, I really see those qualities in him day to day and how he reacts to things day to day is is the product of his hard work that he's put in during that time and I think that's a great motivation for me because I'm just like well I I want to see life in that way like I want to see situations in that way or react to people in that way or interact with people in this way and I think everything has been from that time in your life and so yeah I really think he's been a great inspiration for me in that area and I just know that that's what brings me the most happiness and when I don't do those practices I know it's every part of my life suffering so I know that if I really feel like I'm not dedicating enough time to my spiritual practices then I'm a lot snappier with you and I'm a lot like my relationships suffer my quality of like the rest of the day just doesn't feel like it's got as much quality as it could have I haven't get got the most out of the rest of my day because I haven't prioritized my my soul and like my connection uh, to God at at the beginning of the day and for me that's so important and so yeah, I think it really, I ha- it definitely does impact relationships. Well, my relationships around me, if I don't have that in my life consistently and with quality, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah, it's like your relationship to your spiritual practice is the most important relationship. Yeah. And then because of that relationship being right. It filters into it filters everything into else completely. How I feel in my spiritual practice is how I end up feeling towards other people around me. And so if I don't feel like I've put my best into that, then I know it filters through everywhere else. And I've observed that in myself. And so I think for the sanity of everyone around me, I have to make sure I do it too, because it's not just me. It affects, it affects everybody I come into contact with because I'm a product of that. I feel. Next thing is, what's your favorite thing about each other? Oh, uh, I feel like we've said it enough now, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I'm joking. Oh, no, I'm joking. We can't. Yeah, we've said a lot. I have to say one thing. I want to say one thing. I think one of my favorite, the favorite thing about you is how you see things, how you see situations. Like they say that with a monk mindset, you should be able to see things very, it's called equin. what's the word? Equipoise, equilibrium. Equipoise, yeah. Equanimity, yeah, I always get that word wrong. So when you, whether something goes bad or something goes good, you're able to have a very like neutral mindset to that situation and not get too excited when things go really, really well and not get too sad when things get really bad. And I think from all the ups and downs that we've been through, whether it's with your career or whatever it's been, every time something goes wrong, even if like you miss a plane, whatever it is, he never gets to a point where he's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever, which is my usual reaction to, like before would have been my usual reaction to things. He is always just like, it's just part of the plan. Like this just makes the story so much better. And I just really appreciate that because it's made me not overreact and made me see perspective in so many situations and made me realize that actually, yeah, like that quality of, and he doesn't get too excited. Anything good that happens, like whether he wins awards or 
whatever, like the coolest thing may happen. And he never gets too excited. Like he appreciates it. And he just, you know, in his mind, he prays and offers it back to his spiritual teacher. And I just think it's such a deep practice to have, to not get too excited and, and bask in your success. Is that, is bask the right word? Yeah. Yeah. And not, um, be too sad and, and like kind of sit in your sadness for too long and I think he really has that great balance of being able to snap out of things and seeing things he doesn't even have to snap out of it he just doesn't see it in that way like he's trained his mind to see things in a way where everything is just part of the journey and nothing is up 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 and down up and down up and down it's all quite like a, like a little wave rather <laughs> than like a tide thanks I really appreciate that yeah and yeah. hers is so easy anyone who Anyone who's met her already knows this. Literally, like, every one of my friends I introduce her to, <laughs> they, they, they fall in love with her and become best friends with her. And then, and then I'm third wheeling all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and I love that. Like, it's the best feeling <laughs> in the world that everyone I introduce her to or everyone she meets, she just has this pure, genuine light. And all I'm like in life is like, don't screw that up. Like, don't mess that up. Like, like let her be that light. Like, just let her be what she is and you know, how her parents have raised her, like how her grandmother's had an impact on her, like everything she has, like her spiritual teacher, her spirituality, everything that she has, like it's so pure and genuine and and full of love. Like I always tell her she's, she's like the best person I've met. You know, I just want everyone to experience that. Like that's, I want everyone to experience that. And that's partly why we're doing this, this podcast is because I want everyone to experience that. There are people in the world who just have no agendas that are love, that are being love at all times that don't have any like negative motive towards anyone or don't want to have like envy or jealousy or bring someone else down to feel better. And, and I think she has that in abundance and everyone feels it. Like as soon as she walks into a room, she lights it up with, with her presence and energy. And that doesn't mean like being the loudest person in the room. She's rarely that. It doesn't mean being the most talkative person. It just means being that energy. And I know all of you who know her know that and feel it. And, and I get to feel it every day. So I mean, yeah. anything that's true, but thanks. I do, I do love, I, I've just realized, come, I mean, I've been through so many ups and downs of my own journey of, you know, jealousy and whatever it is and not being that person for people and not being someone who can help, who can be the joy for somebody else. But going through that and coming out the other end through a lot of journaling, I've talked about this before and and a lot of introspection, I just realized I actually get so much more joy out of being other people's joy. Like I love making people laugh. I love making people feel loved. And I love making people feel like they're cared for and, and looked after and whatever it is. I love, and I realized actually it's more of a selfish thing because I love doing that for other people. I get the joy out of it. And so, um, yeah, I think if you can light up someone's life in some small way or like make someone laugh, you just never know what they're going through. And so... So I just true. think it's such a sweet thing to share and give out to someone. Like you can give a lot of things out, but if you're able to give love and and happiness to someone in a small way every single day, like it's such a beautiful, it's a gift. Like it's such a sweet gift to to give out to people. So um, I'm grateful that I'm able to do that for you sometimes and for other people. <laughs> Thanks for giving. Sorry, that. guys. I do an American accent whenever I'm like, it's probably the worst American accent that you guys have heard, but I do accents. Yeah. I love her accent. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm terrible at them. They're fun. Okay. Next thing is, do yeah. you fight and how do you deal with that conflict? Yeah, we fight. Yeah, we fight. <laughs> yeah, we do fight. Um, but I mean, I have to say fights don't last that long with us. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the key thing. 
like we have been through, especially when we weren't understanding each other's love languages, especially when I wasn't understanding him more so than the other way around. When we argued, my thing would be shutting down and not wanting to speak about it and like not communicating and not answering phone calls. And for him, it would be like, no, I want to talk about it and I want to get through it. And let's like, let's really discuss everything. And at the time, it just felt like for me, I was like, no, I need space. But the more I've accepted the way that he likes to resolve things, the more I realized that actually it's so makes so much more sense because, yeah, you may need space for a short period of time. But unless you talk through it and process it together, you never get over that. And then it's brought up in the next argument and the argument after that and the argument after that. Whereas if you're able to really sit down and work through whatever, even if it's a really small issue, like picking your shoes up from in front of the door, which is something we've spoken about a few <laughs> times. But even if it's something as small as that, and just discussing and explaining, okay, fine, this makes me feel like you don't value me because who else are you expecting to pick up those shoes? For example, it's a mutual thing. I, I leave my shoes there too. But I'm just saying, even if you break it down to that level of saying, actually, it's not the action. It's what I feel you're thinking when you're doing that action. And so it's it usually isn't the action. It's usually not what the person's done. It's usually how it makes you feel from that person's action, if that makes sense. That makes loads of sense. Um, great point. And so I think breaking it down to that level of the feeling you're getting from that person by him doing that or by her doing that actually resolves the issue so much faster. And that has been completely you because he really, we, we've never, we've never stepped really on an argument. We've at least discussed it before. And I really, really believe in that. I heard it so much, but the more we've argued and the more we've resolved it before we've gone to sleep, like the next morning we are fresh and ready to go like nothing's happened. And not because we're ignoring it and not because we're pretending like it didn't happen or we've brushed it under the rug, but because we have really talked about it and tried to understand it from each other's point of view. And I think, I th really think that's made such a big difference to the way we argue. Yeah, I think that's a great point. That's such an important point. I think the point around it's not about the action that hurts. It's about how that action makes someone feel mm. is so much more important because sometimes I'm doing something really small and I'm getting it wrong, but I'm like, oh, it's so small. Mm. But then she's like, no, it's big. And I'm like, well, how's it big? And then she's like, because this is how it makes me feel. I'm like, oh, that is big, right? Yeah. And then I have that moment of like, aha, like the penny drops and I'm, oh, okay, it's big. It's not small again. Because and you're I never really doing things to, like, it's not like you're doing it intentionally. Totally. And I also, and it's also understanding that aspect of it. Like saying that I, and always reminding yourself that if you know that person loves you, then they are never going to be doing things to intentionally like prod at you or intentionally make you feel a negative emotion. And, and if we are doing that, then we should be very aware of it. And sometimes saying things like remarks of that are in a sarcastic tone or whatever, actually those things can build up and you feel like you're saying in a jokey way. I've, I used to do that all the time, saying things in like a sarcastic, funny way to try and get a point across to you. But now I've realized that actually just asking you in a polite way, in a sweet way, in a loving way can ha have so much more impact than me sarcastically throwing something in there. Yeah, so I think the way that we say things and the thought behind it, actually makes such a difference. And now I know like whenever you do anything, even if it's small, when I process, I process it in my mind before I say a lot of things to you and actually it goes away because I'm like, I know the intention is not that. And if I do want you to do something, then I'll just ask you politely. And I've noticed the difference that it makes in the way that we speak to each other and when we think about it and process it like that, rather than rather than just shouting out whatever comes into our mind, like that's not, that's not gonna help, like not being able to control what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. 
And anyone who says they don't argue isn't true. Like everyone argues, mm. everyone fights, everyone has disagreements and they're good and they're good to work through because disagreements usually just arise because we all have different upbringings. We all have different yeah. backgrounds. We're all raised differently. We're raised in different amounts of space. We're raised in differently in terms of responsibility. And so now you're putting two different people with two different responsibilities together. And if you don't argue about it, you don't disagree about it. If you don't talk it out, then all you do, like she said, is you just end up living the same thing again and, and, and again and again and it's really important to draw boundaries as well like recognizing like this these are certain things that really annoy me like to say that when you first move in with someone yeah these are things that annoy me like these are my top three things <laughs> that will get on my nerves like let's try and avoid that and the other person gets to say the same you're gonna just avoid so much yeah. hassle rather than like thinking oh for the first week it's fine I'm gonna do everything for that person and then you end up feeling upset because they're not reciprocating or whatever. Just just set your expectations, draw the boundaries, be really open and honest about what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. And, th and then figure out which parts you can help each other on. Agreed. One more question for us. Then I want to talk a lot about you. So <laughs> anyone who's watching or listening right now, if you've got this far, I hope you've enjoyed it. We've been introducing you to the world of us, but I really also want to introduce you to the world of my wife. She's incredibly talented. She's got so many great insights. I want you to learn about her and, and fall in love with her as much as I am. But before we do that, we take the last questions. The last question is, how do you deal with my hectic travel schedule and, yeah, I get and asked that a my lot. type of work? Yeah. Um, I think we've both been very independent people in our relationship. And I think when it comes to us being separate, like... It's just letting the other person get done what they need to get done. If I need to be away for work or you need to be away for work, I know it's not we that you- travel. Yeah, I know that it's not <clears throat> that you want to be away from me or that I want to be away from you. It's that we need to get stuff done. It's not the end of the world. We love each other, but we also need to go and do what we love doing. And so when I can, I travel with you. But if I can't, I catch up with the stuff that I really need to get done that maybe I'm not able to do in condensed- like time when we're together and so you just use it as an opportunity to get those things done and yeah I just think I just think we're, we're really good at being independent and we're really good at being together and mm. I don't know whether that answered the question but yeah 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 no and I miss her when I'm away from her it's yeah. not like I don't miss her and we both travel for work so I can be away I'm usually away for shorter stints more regularly and she's away for longer stints irregularly yes that's kind agreed. of how it works mm -hmm. so she could be away for like a month or two but that happens like once or twice a year. And then I could be away for like three nights, but I do that regularly like yeah. every month. And so we've both learned that we get more done personally, which is really powerful because mm -hmm. you get to focus on what you're doing. I get to focus on what I'm yeah. doing. We miss each other more. So when we get back together, we're really excited to be yes. with each other. So that adds another level of uh, incredible beauty in a relationship. And, and the other thing is, I think I really believe that you have to be whole to then enhance each other in a relationship. I don't mm -hmm. know if you want to talk about this. Like you don't complete each other in a relationship. It's not half yeah, and half. It's whole and whole coming together. It's a full person and another full person filling each other up more and overflowing. It's not about I'm half full, you're half full together, we're full. Yeah, or well, like I'm trying to, I'm, I've got a part missing of me that I'm trying to fulfill from that other person. I don't think that works because it's unnatural to feel like this person's going to fill a part of you. Like it has to be you being the whole person. Like you said, I just don't think we can expect another person to fill us or a gap in us. I think that that makes a big difference. Definitely. Yeah. 
of being apart from each other because and I also think that I yeah I feel like I want to say this too that every relationship is so different and I don't think that this would necessarily work for a lot of people or or a few people but I don't think it would necessarily work for everybody and some people really need that time where they're with that person all the time or messaging that person all the time and that's totally fine Absolutely. but when I speak about our relationship I just always feel like I I make it clear that this like this is just works for us this works for us and it's great but I don't think that it necessarily works for everybody out there. And I don't think what works for everybody out there is going to work for us. And I think that it's a big, that that's a big deal because I think we look up to different couples or you see people in your life, your friends and how they are in their relationship. And you kind of see things that you may want in a relationship and you think that that's what you want, but you never really know until you're in a relationship with somebody and you notice how you both complement each other because their, their qualities are completely different to your qualities. And so, yeah, I just, I just want to add that because it works yeah. for us, but I don't think it's necessarily going to work for, yeah. for everybody else. And there's there. no, these, so there's foundational things in relationship and there's flexible things. Foundational stuff is like respect, like appreciating each other's values, yeah. appreciating each other's goals, yeah. understanding each other's backgrounds. Like those are foundational things. Like that applies to every relationship on, under the sun, mm -hmm. like no matter which relationship you're in, including friendships, parents, everything. Yeah. And then there's flexible stuff like this, which isn't, can't be forced into everyone. Mm -hmm. Like how you should deal with being apart, how you should travel, schedules, like all the kind of functional stuff. Mm -hmm. That is not a thing that there's a right or wrong way. Yeah. The foundational stuff, there is stuff that works and there's stuff that doesn't. Mm -hmm. but the flexible stuff is adaptable, is different for different people. Exactly what yeah. you said. Amazing. So now I want to move into what I'm really excited for all of you to hear. I hope that gave you a big insight into our relationship, our life. Uh, we got married. I, I didn't mention this, but we got married in 2016. Yeah. April. 23rd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. And, <laughs> yeah. And we've now been together for nearly three years. Oh, yeah. uh, it's been incredible being married and I'll come back to that as well. But I really want you to hear about my wife's incredible insights, especially because they're so related to health, right? Mental, physical, personal well-being. And she's definitely someone who lives and breathes what she shares. It's it's not just stuff that she talks about. I've actually probably never seen someone who's who's practicing what they preach as much. And so I'd love for you to hear these insights. So I'm going to ask you a few questions, Randy. My first question for you is, how did you fall in love with food? How did I fall in love with food? I've always been a big foodie. Growing up, I was um, fairly overweight until the age of about 15. Let's talk about that too. Yeah, about 15. Um, probably started losing weight around the age of 16. But yeah, I, I grew up, I grew up always loving food, always loving carbs. Like I loved bread and all the things I probably shouldn't have. And my mom was actually a personal trainer. My mom was a fitness instructor. So she had like slick abs, like growing up. I was never really bothered by my weight until I went to school. And um, yeah, long story short, I loved food from being younger. My mom is an incredible cook. My grandma's an incredible cook. Uh, my sister's also an incredible cook. Every, like I've been surrounded by great cooks my whole life. And so my mom would always make beautiful food from around the world wherever we travel she'd always bring that home with us and she'd make wonderful dishes and so yeah I think being sport by that being when I was younger I grew up with a really unique taste in food because I'd experienced so much being growing up um, and then my mom actually suggested I go into doing nutrition and dietetics at, at college or university 
And um, I did that. And that's where my love for nutrition grew. Like I absolutely loved understanding the qualities of food and how they can affect our bodies. And I never really was into con conventional med medicine. Like I never liked taking anything from my body. I really, really believed in how natural things or foods and plants can really change the way that our body reacts to things or disease or um, yeah, health conditions. And so that's where my love for nutrition grew and food. And then I came across Ayurveda and I actually don't know how it must have been. I don't know how I came across it. I actually can't remember. I know my biggest exposure to it was when I, when we moved to New York, but um, that was pretty much encompassed everything that I ever thought I, like everything I wanted to believe in, it had that in, in, in one, one science. And Ayurveda is actually, Ayurveda means life and Veda means knowledge. So it's literally the science of life and it encompasses mind, body and soul. And it really believes in the mind body connection, but also completely believes and, and has, has solid science behind how food and the qualities of the different foods and how they can affect your body and how they can be healing and how they can be medicine or they can be toxins. The same food can be that for, for different people. And I love it because it's so individual and so personalized that our bodies are so different. Your body will react to a tomato completely differently than mine would. And so I really appreciate that because every single body is so unique. Like you can't have the same medicine for one person as you do for thousands and millions of people out there. It just doesn't make sense. Our genetics are different. Our body's makeup is different. Our elements in our bodies are different. And so Ayurveda really encompasses all of that. And so that completely grew my love for food um, and healing of food. And yeah, I've always believed in, you know, we always talk about how love, the mother's love, like mother's cooking is the best because of the love that she puts in it. And in Ayurveda, it really believes that the consciousness, and this is one of the things that I loved most about Ayurveda. It talks about how the consciousness that you cook in or the consciousness that the food's been made in actually gets infused into that person. And so however that person's, you know, everything that we're cooking with is living, like uh, every fruit, every vegetable, you know, it's a plant, it grows, it has living cells. And so it takes in our energy. And so whatever energy you're putting into that food while you're cooking it is what the other person is, is digesting and, and eating. And so I thought that was such a beautiful aspect of it because you can change how a person feels through the energy that you're putting into even their food. Um, and so my love for food grew even bigger after <laughs> hearing that. Um, and yeah. That was, that's how I fell in love with food. It's amazing. I love mm -hmm. it. Just grab that. Yeah, oh, yeah. keeps coming yeah, back. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, thanks. No, that's a great answer. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And it's been fun watching you fall more in love with food mm -hmm. and Ayurveda. Tell the audience about like a few simple well-being tips for the day. So whether it's food or whether it's essential oils or whether it's anything in your life that you add, split them up. So tell me. Three simple tips that people can do daily with their food. Let's start with that. Or with food. With food, yeah. Um, simple tips. I would say have three meals a day, but your largest meal should be in the afternoon. Um, our body is in sync with nature. And so when the sun is at its highest, we believe we, in Ayurveda, they believe we have a digestive fire in our stomach. And so when the sun is at its highest is when our digestion is the strongest. And so that's when we should, uh, it's when the nutrients are um, assimilated into our bodies a lot better, when the food is broken down so much faster and efficiently. And so if we're able to eat our largest meal in the afternoon, our heaviest meal in the afternoon, then that's actually a lot more beneficial to our body. And having our lightest meal in the evening, because this is the second tip now, 
Yeah, number two. Um, have your lightest meal in the after, in the evening because one, your quality of sleep will be so much better. Your body's not trying to work while you're sleeping. When you sleep, you want every part of your body to be relaxed and every part of your body to feel like it's getting the rest to rejuvenate and to replenish for the next day. And so if you're able to have a meal that's much lighter, like soups or even a smoothie, then um, your body's able to rest and your food is a lot of food that's not digested turns into toxins in your body. And so if your body's trying to shut down and you're still putting lots of food into your body, it actually ends up turning into toxins a lot. A lot more toxins are produced if you're digesting food overnight. And number three, drink lukewarm water. Never drink ice water. Ice water or really, really cold beverages actually dampens your digestive fire. And so you kind of want to drink drinks which are either room temperature or warm. Warm drinks and hot drinks really stimulate a lot of things in your body, but really keep your body purified and help with toxins elimination in your body as well. So those are my three tips. That's great tips. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's so important because I feel so many people eat really late and then go to sleep straight away. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people eating at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 mm -hmm. p.m. and then going to sleep yeah, straight, straight to away sleep, yeah. or sleeping after midnight, uh -huh. obviously. But you're actually saying we should a, eat less in the evening. Yes. And then, of course, you believe in sleeping early. Yes, but, definitely. But the point is, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of sense. Tell me some of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was around another few tips on well-being and wellness that you think would be useful to people. Um, well-being and wellness. Um, okay, so I definitely believe in meditating early in the morning because... Well, throughout the day, there are different energies that can affect you. And so in the morning, when before the, ideally before the sun rises, but before the sun rises is when you've still got the calming effect of the moon. And so your mind is a lot more rested. Your mind is fresh because you've just woken up, but also you haven't been affected by the, like the world is still asleep. Like a lot of people are still asleep. And so you don't have that much energy around you. So I feel if your mind is calmer and the sun hasn't risen, sun actually brings about the energy of doing and going and get like getting things done. Whereas before the sun rises, if you're able to meditate, then you actually will get a deeper, more focused meditation in the morning. Um, another lifestyle tip I'd give is using a tongue scraper. <laughs> like that is so important. In Western, um, in Western culture, it's not normal to use a tongue scraper. I don't know that anyone's seen it, but it's literally so simple. It's like a copper or a metal rod type thing, which U. has, huh? It's like a U shape. Like a U shape U. that you can basically, you scrape off all the, it sounds gross, but you scrape off all the um, toxins off your tongue in the morning and in the evening, you can use it when you brush your teeth. And Actually, the to if you end up swallowing those toxins, that can be the beginning of like toxins, like the toxic toxins building up in your body. And so, using a tongue scraper is an Ayurvedic must. Like you, sh you have to use a tongue scraper. You can get it off Amazon. You can get it everywhere. It's just a really simple thing to avoid toxins building up in your body. Um, and did you say one more? Yeah. Um, one more health tip I would, or lifestyle tip I would recommend, sleeping early. You know, there's so much normal science behind it, but even just to get good amount of sleep before 12 o'clock, um, I mean, I've read so much about it, but it really does rejuvenate you. The quality of sleep that you get is so different compared to sleeping really late um, and doing it on a regular basis. It reduces your immune system. It makes you really groggy in the morning. Like, I find that. I really, and if I have too many late nights, 
virus for a long period of time, I it really affects my immunity. Like I know I'm going to get unwell or I'm going to catch a cold. Um, and so sleeping early is also, if you can, there are lots of people who can't because of jobs, but if you can sleep early, eat in the afternoon, wake up early, that's like the ideal situation. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, really practical tips. I think yeah. those are things that anyone and everyone can, can do. Can incorporate, yeah. Does, yeah, I love those because they're just so universal. Mm-hmm. It's not going to take someone a huge lifestyle change. It's not going to cost anything. No. Like it's totally free to do all of these things. Yep. You don't have to learn a lot. Like there's nothing to research. Like, Mm-mm. you know, and, and I know that you have, because you are a dietitian and a nutritionist yeah. by qualification and by going to university, et cetera. So I do know that everything that you speak about is highly researched and focused, but I love how good you are at making it so simple. And so yeah. like easy to understand. And obviously if you want more tips, et cetera, you can go follow uh, Radhi after this and find out more about what she's posting about regularly. I want you to tell me about why did health become so important to you? Because I know this for a fact that I really always focused on my mental health and my mind. And for a long time, mastering my mind was like one of my biggest focuses. And that's that's where I spent a lot of my life. And when I married Radhi, she was very much focused not only on the mind, but on the body more. And when I say body, I don't just mean in looking aesthetically good. I mean, feeling good, being active, being genuinely healthy beyond size or shape or any of that stuff. And and that's really helped me in my personal life. I know for a fact that I eat better. I exercise more. I take care of myself physically because of you. And so I want you to tell me why you started to find health so important. And then I want you to tell me a bit about your perspective on body, shape, size, and our addiction to looking a certain way as opposed to feeling a certain way. Health became a really important part of my life because, yeah, I grew up, I mentioned I grew up um, fairly overweight. And at the beginning, it was a lot more to do with changing the shape of my body. I really wanted to lose weight. And at that time, I knew I didn't want to do anything too extreme. Like, because I did my nutrition degree, I understood and I'd heard a lot about how yo-yo dieting can really affect your metabolism. And so for me, I didn't want to do the extremes of like eating barely anything to then trying to get back to a normal diet, which I know I've seen people that they've done that and it ends up making you put on even more weight afterwards and hard to lose weight after that. So I really wanted a healthy, sustainable, way of doing that and so I mean at the beginning it was at college and it was I mean at university and I started just cooking for me and my friends a lot at at university because I lived out and yeah it was it was to be honest I kind of just fell into it through through the nutrition degree I ended up learning a lot more about it so I started cooking a lot more uh, vegetables and I mean I grew up vegetarian and so my diet was also predominantly based on lentils and pulses and and vegetables and you know all the Indian spices and flavors and so yeah that's where my health my, this beginning of my health journey started was to lose weight. And then, like I said, when I came into Ayurveda and I started understanding that, it just grew my passion for it a lot more. Um, but the, the, the inspiration for it was definitely through, through weight loss. But I knew I didn't want to do it in an un- unhealthy way. And body image... Yeah, I've, I think that's something growing up, I always, always thought that to be healthy, a good image of health was my image of my own health was based on other people's body shape or body size. And looking around at everybody around me, I always used to think that, okay, for me to be healthy, I needed to be slim, like I needed to be very skinny. And as I've grown up and I've I've been through my ups and downs with my weight and with my journey of health, I really realized that actually 
I've got to this point and when I feel the best, like my version of health is when my organs feel like they're working in its best, when my skin feels incredible, when my digestion feels great, when um, my hair, my nails, you know, all the, all the indicators that I feel represent good health that I've learned is good health, when those things are happening and also when my mind feels good. Like when do I feel at my most comfortable? Is it when I'm a specific body shape or is it when I'm working out and I feel great about it? Or am I struggling to get myself to the gym because of the goal that I have? Like, I feel fine if my goal is to lose weight, then for me, it's been really difficult to sustain it. And, and because I want to eat, like I really enjoy eating. I really enjoy eating different foods and, and having a great balance in life. And so for me, it became more about how I feel and, and how my whole body feels in different ways rather than it being an indication of different body sizes and body shape. And I mean, I love getting into it. Like I love... I love working out and it's part of my day, part of my routine on a daily basis. And I don't believe that either end of the weight spectrum is healthy. There are health conditions associated to both, but I have realized that body trends change all the time. Like, you know, there's going to be a different body shape that's in fashion next week and the week after that and the month after that and the year after that. But if I am constantly trying to change my shape according to that, I'm not sure that that's what health means. Like there's so much more to what being healthy means than just body shape and body size. And so, yeah, I think that that's what it means to me. I mean, I've, I've, I've struggled with it growing up. Um, but at the moment now, after being through so much on that journey, I really feel like that's what health means to me. And that's where I feel the happiest when I'm thinking about health in that way yeah. yeah I love that answer it's so true I I grew up because I grew up overweight as well when I lost weight for the first time I believed that being skinny or being slim was health mm. and then when I realized that it definitely wasn't because I went through my own health challenges I was just like oh wow like health doesn't mean just not eating fatty foods like which is really as basic and simplistic as my knowledge was for so mm. long and so hearing you say that obviously having you coach me in my life every day is amazing I really value it it's changed my life for sure in terms of how I feel and what I eat and what I do and how I use my time so so thank you so much and and definitely if you follow Radhi afterwards you'll find so many great insights and more expert thoughts and practices that I think are genuine and practical you know they're practical for all of us and that's what I love about them that what she's saying works for everyone they're universal and it's not about getting a specific goal externally. It's about getting a specific goal internally. Mm. And yeah. I don't think there's anything. I think it's incredible if someone wants to change that. Like, I think it's incredible if someone has a goal of what they want their body to be. Sure. But all I'm trying to say is that I don't think just body shape is an indication of health, which Correct. I feel is seen as health in a lot in a lot of ways, like a lot of fitness pages or a lot of a lot of um, exercise pages. They show most of the body shapes are similar. They are, they are in a specific, in a specific form, in a specific shape. And I just think it's incredible how beautifully unique everybody's body is. And it's like, that is the beauty of the world that everybody is so beautiful and everyone is so unique in their own way that why should everybody be aspiring for the same body shape? Why can't we all have our own individual shape and that be the beauty of it? Because yeah, like trends change, like face trends change, body trends change, and the way we speak changes, our diet, like, you know, our slang changes constantly. I just think everything's changing so much that if we try and just focus on who we want to be and change according to our own motivation rather than other people's view or how we see other people, that will make a big difference to our, our mental state as well which is a journey I'm still going on, guys. I'm <laughs> kind of saying it for myself. Um, it's, a, it's a pep talk for me, but yeah. 
Okay, so what we're going to do now to end this show, every episode will usually have a final five, but we're going to play a little game where we're going to guess <laughs> certain things about each other. So uh, I'm going to give you this. I if you open up to a blank page. If you open up to a blank page, take this. I already know he's okay. going to be better at this. So these are going to be a list of questions that our friends have asked us to answer. We're both going to write down the answer and then we're both going to reveal. Oh, no. So the first question we have to answer is Radhi's favorite movie. Oh, no. What is my favorite movie? I know a few. That's what's hard. Write top three. I don't. Okay. Make it harder. Why don't you? Oh, no, but there are lots of Bollywood films I like, too. No, Bollywood doesn't count. Oh, what? <laughs> you can't complicate it. I don't think we've ever talked about Bollywood movies. Okay. No, I'm not done. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what my favorite movies are. I forgot. <laughs> this is, you can't play this game with Radhi because she'll forget what her favorite I've movie forgotten. is. Or it will change on the spot, so I may fail at this. But let's have a go. Ready? Mm, wait. <laughs> We're going to get it so wrong. Okay. Three, two, one, go. What? Okay. We did it. I got, I got two. I one. got two out of three. That's oh, not Hitch, bad. But Can that's you see that? I watched it recently. Can I watched Hitch that? recently. I realized it's hilarious. I can watch it all the time. Okay, so the I got two born. out of three. I don't know whether Star is Born is going to be an epic that I will always remember. Okay. And A Little Princess, if no one's seen it, you ha if anyone's not seen it, you have to watch it. It's okay. like the sweetest film. Nice. All right. The next question is Jay's favorite movie. Oh, oh Let's yeah. do top three as well. Yes. Go on. What's that film called? The one that, the one, the magician one? I'm not going to tell you, am I? Guys, what's it called? Um, no, they can't tell you. No cheating when the camera's on. <laughs> no, you can't copy No, me. but I know the you name. Can't copy I know me. the name. I just, I just can't remember it. My top three movies are the easiest thing in the world. No one talks about them more than I do. Yes, I, I know just them. watched one of them on the airplane the other day. I know, I know. Which I told you about. You copied me, didn't you? No. You did. I didn't. You saw my answers. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. That's what it's called, Prestige. I read the magic film, <laughs> Inception and watching me because I couldn't, watching me watch films. Oh, oh, um, I do love watching it. That's yeah. cute. I do love watching it. It's because I couldn't think of another one. So the one. Prestige is the best movie of all time. I got the Prestige right. That was the magic film. And Inception. Yes. Magic film does not count. And watching me and watch Dark Knight films. And Dark Knight. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, okay. All that. the Christopher Nolan movies. I definitely, I actually knew that. Okay. I just not very good with names. All right. Next question is Radhi's favorite food. Oh, that's a hard one. No. That I, is a hard one. Not. Ugh. I think I'm going to get this wrong, but. Oh, you didn't talk three. Oh, sorry, oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> we can yeah. do a top three if you want. I don't think I'll guess three. <laughs> okay, ready? One second. <laughs> Okay. I'm not really playing the game. Three, two, one, go. My mum's food, Indian food, pizza and bread of any kind. Oh, fries. I was going to write anything. Fries. I was going to write anything green pizza Indian. Pizza and fries. I was going to write anything green Indian plus fries. My mum's food is anything green. You literally so love right. chips. I do. I just forgot. Indian food, pizza, bread of any kind and fries. Bread. I should have. I should have. I knew that. Yes. I messed up. All right. Okay. Next question. Jay's favorite food. So Jay's easy. Jay's favorite food. So easy. It's only one love. Okay, ready, one, two, three, go. 
Oh, but no, I thought we were talking about food, food, burgers and sausages and beans. You like yeah, beans, beans on toast and sausages is good, but oh, this is my one oh, true love. No, I didn't think we were talking about sweet. If I could trade sweet. every food Yeah, he literally world. loves chocolate. We're yeah. not doing that great this right now. Great. All right. Uh, what annoys Radhi the most? Oh, I know this. <laughs> one second. What, in general? Yeah. I don't know. But about me. About you. Okay, yeah. ready? One, two, three, go. Shoes yes! by the door. Yes! <laughs> well done. Right. Shoes by the door. Okay, what annoys Jay the most about Ravi? Um, yes. Okay, I've got this. Ready, go. Three, two, one, go. Changing conversation mid, mid convo. Oh, no, timing. Oh, timing. <laughs> yes, I am always late. If we ever go anywhere and we tell you that we were late and we make up an excuse, it's always because of me. That's not true. No, no yeah, yeah no, it's no, true. It's true. No, it's okay. I own no, it. Yeah. I own it. Okay. Uh, the last question What are you excited about in your future together? What am I excited about? What are we excited about? Um, Ready? Yeah. Go. Me too. His crazy dreams which always come true. Oh, being with you. Oh, you, you, that's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the first ever episode of me interviewing my wife. We're going to do a lot more of this together, I think. Okay, I cool. had a lot of fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'd love for you to share your favorite tips, your favorite insights, your favorite things that you learned from this session or anything at all on Instagram. You can tag both of us. You're going to be seeing a lot more posts from both of us doing a lot more content together as well. I'm so excited to share this part of my life with you. I hope you're excited to be on it with me. And I just want to take a moment to say this. I've literally taken her life on a crazy journey and she's been the best most supportive partner <laughs> in the world when we first met she said she didn't want to live any further away than a one mile radius yes from her mom's home do you want to I say did. it yeah okay i'll say you want to say it oh, go on. yeah i literally told him i was like okay I, I really want to get married to you but i really need to live not more than one mile away from my mom. And your sister. And my sister. And so we ended up buying a house that was one mile radius of my sister and my mom. And then three weeks later, he told me we had to move to New York. So... Yeah. And so <laughs> no, I agreed to it, first of all, but then I got this great opportunity in New York. We moved to New York. Yes. We lived in New York for two years. Throughout that time, we bought a home, moved country. I changed job three times and got married all in the same year in 2016. I've... You know, I, I had to move on from a job while we were together too. We were like four months away from being broke. Before I even started the whole media thing, I was rejected by like 40 companies. Uh, it's been like, a journey. It's been a journey. It's, it's been incredible. We moved to LA around seven months ago now. And it's been one of the craziest journeys of life. And I genuinely don't think anyone else could have tolerated it, accepted it, dealt with me, lived with me through any of it apart from her. And I just want to take a moment to just say, like, you're amazing. I don't know how you did it. I appreciate you. There's no other person in the world who could have done it. There's no other person in the world that I would love to do it with. So thank you for being my... I feel the same way. Thank you for being <laughs> the best person in the world. I love Thanks. you so much. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. I hope you learned a lot about me and my wife. You can go and follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is at veggie vegan veda. That's veggie vegan veda. 
Hopefully that gave you a lot of insights into relationships, into connection. We're all such different people coming from such different backgrounds. And to make any relationship work, we need to find higher principles to connect on, a higher purpose that brings us together, and also find time to do what makes us happy, what we enjoy together, and what brings us closer. I really hope that you've subscribed to the show. Please take a moment to rate and review it. It will make such a difference. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode with one of my close friends and an amazing guest. It is none other than Russell Brand. Mm-hmm.